this is Karen. You're in the Woman Inspired Podcast Zone. (laughs) I am happy to have you join me for this episode, especially this episode. It's been a couple weeks since you've heard from me. I took a little break, a little respite, very much needed, and I feel like I need another one. (laughs) Not sure about you, but sometimes when I take a vacation, I need a vacation after the vacation. Um, But first off, today though I want to share with you that you can find out more information about this podcast and how to schedule me to speak at your next event by going to womaninspired.com. You'll find all the social media links, books, events, and more info right there on womaninspired.com. And today's podcast episode titled Stand Firm goes along with a book I just came out with called Woman Stand Firm, Armor Up in the Battle for Your Identity. So today's podcast is in honor of the fact that September 16th, 2023, this new book will be released. You can find out all the details and the links on how to purchase it on my website at womaninspired.com by going to the book tab on the website or Google me, look it up in Amazon, you will find it. Okay, and on with some pod quotes for today. Are you ready? This one is straight from the Bible, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. And here's one that I really like also. um, Let's say his name, name, name. Oh, I'm finding it. (laughs) That means the name of the person who said the quote. Ready? This is by Alyssa Howard. Our true identity is found when we stop being who we are and start becoming who we were created to be. Okay, so the Word of God tells us in in more than one place that we're supposed to stand firm, stand our ground, and be prepared for battle against the darkness that threatens to overtake us. So I've had a battle cry on my heart for a long time, and my desire has been to share that cry with other women. And so as part of that goal, I started this podcast in late 2019, and I've done a weekly podcast to pretty much to encourage and educate and inspire women, but also to help add fuel to the fire that will hopefully burn in them like it burns in me to reach a culture of women whose very identity is being picked away at and attacked and berated across the globe, and especially in the United States. You know, I spent too many years of my life wondering why who I was wasn't good enough. I've spent too many hours wishing that my body looked different, praying for God to make me smarter, better, prettier, so I would feel good enough to be obedient to him and serve where and when he wanted me to without fear. For a long time, I allowed my insecurities and this this pain I had inside and self-loathing to keep me from being fully obedient to that call. You know, with every new trend every year that that passed by and and I got older and every latest cultural craze, I saw myself differently. Defining myself according to what role I was playing at the time is what I realized I had been doing since I was young. Student, wife, mom, daughter, youth pastor, it only created confusion because as I got older, those roles changed uh, to divorced, empty nester, graduate, remarried. I had no idea who I truly was at one point. And when the reflection I saw in the mirror and becoming what I thought others expected me to be became more important than whether or not I reflected God's love, I realized that I had no idea who I truly was. I set out on a journey to find out who I am 
And that process took me straight back to the only source of truth on the subject. And that's the word of God. So every single day I know, and I'm sure you know as well, that women across the globe are hurting, victimized, put down and told we're not enough, or maybe that we're too much. Who we are has become dependent on what social media and changing cultural norms and the world at large says women should be. Every single day, we battle the enemy and the world that tells us these things. Just so that we can try to retain an identity that is pleasing to as many people as possible instead of who we were truly meant to be. And the roles we play, the titles we earn, and the labels that other people put on us as well as the hurt we've endured, have, have really become so many women's identity. It's time to change that. That's why I wrote this book, to encourage all women to find out the truth of who they are by understanding whose they are. So inside the pages of the book, Stand Firm, are words, scripture, personal insights, and a battle cry to all women, those within the church and those who have yet to know our Lord and Savior. My prayer is that for those who don't know Jesus, that the words in this book will create a thirst and a hunger for them to know him and to understand that there is power in belonging to the kingdom of God. Like no other time in history, this is what I personally see and I believe, like no other time in history, the role of a woman in society, uh, in, in the family, in the workplace, and even in, within the church has never been more convoluted. It, it's never been more confusing or devalued. The only place I have consistently felt valued and been truly known and not alone was in the presence of the Lord. And in his presence, I learned who I was. And who he was to me and how much more beautiful and rich every day can be standing firm in my faith and armored up so that I'm able to walk out the purpose that he has for my life. So I accepted a battle cry and that cry helped me attain the knowledge, protection and provision to become the best authentic woman of God I could be for my family and friends. And, and because that's what God wanted me to do. So that process though, I mean, make no bones about it. It's a daily process. It's ever happening. It's always ongoing. It's ever growing and and a daily quest because I cannot stand firm if I decide one day I want to drop my armor and sit down um, and just, just not be on this quest. As soon as you drop your armor, you're a bigger target. So I've taken up my armor and I refuse to be moved. So as you learn to stand firm and you pour yourself out to the Lord, I don't want you to worry when tears come because they will rest assured that crying when you get upset, frustrated or angry, or because you feel afraid, it's all part of the way we women were made. It just is. We have to accept it and it's okay. Those tears are good. We were given tears for a reason. You know, they help us process our emotions. It's therapeutic and cathartic to release those tears in the, in the right time and at the right moment. And it's important that every now and then, every woman, and every man really for that matter, has a good cry. Don't let anyone ever tell you differently. But here, you know, there's another kind of cry that's helpful and productive. And it's that battle cry that I was talking about. It is defined a battle cry is defined as shouted word, phrase, or sound used by a body of fighters before or in battle, 
or a slogan or catchphrase or a motto that is used especially to rally people to a cause or to rouse people to action. And it doesn't have to be words, like the definition says, a word, or it can be words or a sentence. So if ever there was a battle cry for the church today, I think it, it needs to be stand firm. Because so many people are so wavering and so wishy-washy. They might call themselves Christians, but not acting like them. (sighs) Women of God, in sharing with you what's been on my heart and mind and, and what's been stirring my soul for years, my hope and prayer is that I will be able to issue to you a battle cry. And hopefully I've done that in some ways through this podcast. For those of you who have yet to understand this, my hope and prayer is that through accepting and and humbly embracing the truth of what the death, the resurrection and return of Jesus Christ has done for each one of us, that you too can join the church and the people and the women in the church, the diehard Christians, the people who are sold out for Jesus in this battle by putting on the armor of God in order to fight against the battle for your identity. And in the book, Stand Firm, I talk about how each piece of armor helps you in this battle, this fight where the world is trying to tell you you're this or you're that, or you should be this or you should be that instead of who you truly are in Christ. So it is a battle. Before I truly understood that I was not alone in what I was facing as a woman, I felt hopeless. I felt helpless and confused. I had times when I didn't want to wake up the next day and look myself in the mirror. I had times I just refused to look in the mirror except for the very little I absolutely had to. There were times I felt so guilty about the way I acted or the words that came out of my mouth and the thoughts that I had that I was convinced there could never be any forgiveness for me. I believed the lies that Satan told me and that the world told me and I worked hard to live up to the expectations of what the world said a successful woman is supposed to be. One day I got to a point in my life that I felt... Like I could cry no more. I felt like all the tears I could ever muster up were gone because my goodness, who could cry more than I had already cried. I felt like I was a constant weeping mess for so long that suddenly my tears dried up. I was becoming cold and callous. And that's true. People, people who know me would be like, no way. Yeah, way. It really, that's how I was becoming. It's because I was lost. I didn't know who I was. Yes, I believed in the Lord. And yes, I'd studied the word of God. I even got a bachelor's in theology and a master's in divinity. So I knew the word of God. I knew about the armor of God. But what I didn't know was that using it also applied to the fight for my identity. I truly had no idea that I was in the battle of my life with a war being waged against my identity as a woman of God. I was so tired of feeling like I had no idea who I was, being confused by what culture and society said I should be, be this one minute, then that another minute. And then what my own emotions and feelings were telling me was contrary to what the word of God said, because I had believed the lies I was being told. I got to the place that all I wanted to do was give up. I went for a time actually not caring if I spoke to anyone. I kind of cocooned and sheltered myself off. I didn't care how I looked, how much or how little I ate, or if I took care of myself. Because after all, I could never meet the standards of what the world said I should be anyhow or how I should look. What was the point in trying? I became, for a time, someone I was never meant to be. So there wasn't any way I could serve the Lord. That was my mindset. And in the process of trying to please so many other people and be who they thought I should be for them, I became hollow inside. 
I couldn't be obedient to, to what God was calling me to do because I couldn't hear clearly from him. I knew there was a call on my life, but I got to the point where it took all my energy just to go through the motions and take care of my family on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I still had, uh, things that were priorities. I still had responsibilities, but I felt stuck. I was afraid to move forward. I was afraid to look back. I was afraid to pray for guidance to what step I should take next, because I knew I wouldn't have the strength to make that step. I wouldn't be able to do what God wanted me to do. I began to believe that there was no way God would call me again to do big or small things, good or great things, because I wasn't good enough to represent him. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't talented enough. I wasn't strong enough. I didn't look the right way. I'd made mistakes. I took wrong turns. I sunk into places of darkness that were not made for a woman of God. I didn't talk the right way. I didn't weigh what I should. I didn't eat like I should or have enough money in my bank account. Yeah, that's right. I had bought into every one of those lies. So the day I finally understood that who I am is not dependent on who the world says I am, it actually began as a very dark day. And yet it turned out to be a day that just shone, shined the brightest light into my life. It was a day that basically a lifeline was thrown my way and the Lord revealed things to me I needed to know. That was the day that I sunk slow, so low that I didn't think I was going to make it through the night to see the following morning. It had been uh, a long week, (laughs) to say the least, and then a long day. And I'd been alone most of the day because my husband was at work. We had a teenage son at the time. Um, uh, He's much older now, but he's special needs adopted, who was in a psychiatric hospital for having attempted to take his life after assaulting me yet again. My joints were dislocating regularly. My pain was out of control. My precious dad had passed away. My husband and I were constantly arguing. We're basically living separately, but in the same house, we were not in a good place. We'd had so much stress and so many hard times. I didn't have a job. My family was falling apart and I hadn't prayed in a very long time because I stopped hearing from God. Why would he want to communicate with me anyhow? That's what I thought. Well, he abandoned me turns out I couldn't hear from him and I couldn't hear him because I was separated from him out of my own disobedience. It wasn't God, it was me. I had blocked him out out of anger and rebellion and shame. And because I spent more time trying to become something I was never meant to be than seeking who I was in him. So I wasn't hearing from him. I wasn't living the way he called me to live. I'd let the stress of life and what I thought were the needs of my flesh, my, my mind and my body all take first place. Comes to find out they were just wants, not needs. Big difference. I didn't know anymore what it meant to die to self. I, I no longer knew what it was to, to push my own feelings up and out and to pour them out at the foot of the cross, which is what I needed to do. So I had pushed them all deep down inside instead where they really screamed loudly at me every time I even attempted to pray. I sat alone at my house that night, this long day I had. That night I sat alone at the house contemplating how many pills it would take for me to not have to wake up the next morning. I didn't want to live another day feeling that way. At 11.03 p.m. I received a phone call. I didn't take it. I sent it to voicemail. 
that phone call was from a friend I hadn't really seen in quite some time or talked to. I'd gradually stopped putting effort into many friendships, including this one, because um, I was sure that in a world that was crashing in around me, they wouldn't care if I stopped communicating with them anyhow. So this friend had been out of the country for a while on a mission and had no idea what I'd been going through because I'd stopped writing to her. I vaguely recalled she was supposed to be back in town at some point that month, but really didn't know when. My friend left this message for me. Karen, I know it's late, but I just want you to know that as I sat here praying and reading my Bible, God has put you on my heart so strongly. He wants you to know that you are loved, Karen. Go to 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Read it. Memorize it. It says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Now is the time, Karen. He's been waiting for you to be courageous. He's been waiting for you to stand firm. You are loved. He's getting ready to do amazing things through you. Don't give up. Pray for God to reveal to you the hidden things and stand firm. He loves you, sister. So do I. The tears... <laughs> that I hadn't been able to shed for months. The ones I thought I had all dried up in my system. They came after I heard that message. Never before, even in my pit of despair and self-loathing, had I believed in coincidence, and I still didn't, and I still don't today. I knew then that God was sending me a message through a friend, a woman of God, who was being faithful to what the Holy Spirit prompted her to do, even though she had no idea what I was going through. So... I went to the other room, got a Bible, and I looked up that scripture. For the first time in months, I prayed. I mean, really prayed. And it felt strange. It kind of felt foreign. I had to push down the incessant thoughts that God didn't want to hear from me. Because I had been believing he didn't want to hear from me. I remembered the voicemail. This same friend had told me years before that if ever I was lacking vision, direction, and wisdom, that I should pray for God to reveal to me the hidden things. And if I prayed in faith, believing that he would show me, then he would show me. I learned that I had to be prepared, though, and rely on him for strength because sometimes he showed me things about myself and others that I didn't want to know and that I didn't like. But he always showed me, truthfully, what I needed to know. That night at 11.33 p.m., I prayed for 1 Corinthians 16.13 to be on my lips and in my heart. And I prayed it out loud over and over until I was weeping. I prayed for God to reveal to me the hidden things as he helped me to stand firm and be courageous. And he was faithful. He revealed to me the vast number of lies I had believed about who I was. He revealed to me that very night, that very night, and in the days and the weeks to come, how much of who I thought I was, was not truly who I am. He revealed to me how much of a people pleaser, world pacifier, diplomatic woman I had become. He revealed to me how little I stood up for myself, allowing everyone around me to be the priority rather than putting him first and taking time to take care of myself in the process. He revealed to me that if I would walk with him fully, not with one foot in the world and the other foot half-heartedly on the path he was calling me to, that I would be the woman I was made to be, learning to love myself and love him all the more. So through the journey God took me on from that day forward, I realized that in my disobedience, I had rolled over and let the enemy just pummel me with lies and assault my mind until I was battered and worn out. Because of that, there 
may very well have been women just like me who had been waiting for me, waiting for me to do as God prompted my friend to do, as the Holy Spirit led her to do with me, to reach out with the love of Christ and a message from his word to them, but I didn't do it. A sister reached out to me in obedience and pulled me off a ledge. I vowed then and there that I would learn to stand firm, to be courageous and be the woman of God I was born to be so that I could reach other women with the saving message of Jesus Christ and who we are in him. So I hope and pray that you too will stand firm, that you'll let your battle cry be stand firm for yourself, for the, the woman of God that he made you to be and all the other women and men who are counting on you to be obedient to your call and obedient to do as the Holy Spirit prompts you to do because inevitably he will prompt you to reach out to help somebody, to help them through something that you've been through because you know it because you've been there because you get it and to give them a word of hope and encouragement and knowledge when they need it whether it's a text message or a phone call or, or a, a letter or just to get down on your knees and pray for them and to lift them up because you will be called. If you're obedient, he's going to call you. So that's what the book Stand Firm is about. It's actually Woman Stand Firm. Woman Stand Firm. I hope and pray that whether you read the book or not, that you've taken this message to heart and that you'll share it with other people and stay encouraged, stand firm in the faith, armor up. Don't let Satan take you down. Don't let him feed you with lies about who you are because who you are is who God made you to be. Not what the world says you are and not what the world says you should be. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the woman inspired podcast. Again, if you need more information, would like more information or want to check out all the details about this podcast, speaking events, the book, go to womaninspired.com. Have a blessed day.